Picture it, Los Angeles, 2022. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. And I'm Carrie Doherty, and there's a lot of construction going on right outside my window, so I apologize. You you, You have a lot of things happening in your world right now, and I appreciate all of it, except for the construction. Uh, and then now, guys, this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of The Golden Girls and then talk about it, but we ran out of episodes. So now we're breaking down all 24 fabulous episodes of The Golden Palace, which, of course, is the spinoff of The Golden Girls and is currently streaming in the U.S. on Hulu. Yes, and we just watched season one, episode 10, titled Marriage on the Rocks with a Twist, which aired on November 20th, 1992, and is the one where Sophia tries to play a practical joke on Rose and not Rolando's parents announce they're getting a divorce. Rolando's, there's, I have a lot of things to say about Rolando's parents, particularly their ages, but we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, you have a lot of things going on. We are recording right down to the wire. Literally the day before you dear listeners likely are listening to this on Wednesday, we are recording on Tuesday. So separation of time, you know, not much right now, which is kind of nice. It's almost as if we're live streaming. We're live streaming. We're 24 hours away from actually live streaming, which is <laughs> kind of incredible. But no, you have, you have, you have the puppy next to you that might make some noises from time to time. You have a bunch of hopefully attractive construction workers outside your window. Maybe you can flash them and try to get them on the podcast because, you know, they could be my Rolands. <laughs> they could be your Roland. Um, yeah, I apologize, everyone. I am, I'm sitting on the floor in my living room right now. Stan is ups- upstairs with baby Oreo, keeping her entertained. Um, our dog hurt his back. So he's in a crate, but if the crate door is closed, he gets upset. So the door is open and he's licking my hand right now because that calms him. <laughs> everything's going on there is they are building a condo next door i believe um all the noises are happening baby oreo is shrieking upstairs like she's you know performing a shakespearean soliloquy you're going to hear all the things but you know what we're all human these things happen the golden palace must be discussed in a timely fashion therefore we're going to power on and get through this episode But before we get to the episode, we do have to give a shout out to my best friend and a fellow GG VIP from our group chain, Mr. Elliot Glazer. Elliot wrote a fantastic little write-up set called Don't Sleep on, or what was it called? Don't Sleep on the Golden Palace? It was something like that. Basically, Stop Sleeping on the Golden Palace. And it basically is Elliot. He interviewed us. He interviewed Alaska. He interviewed, well, just us in Alaska. And he talked about how at first, we, like we've talked about before on the podcast, we sort of judged the Golden Palace. But now, in rewatching it, of course, it's not as good as the Golden Girls. Nothing ever will be as good as the Golden Girls, but it is enjoyable. And I think a lot funnier than most of us either expected it to be yeah, or yeah. Um, or even remembered it if we watched it back when it first aired. I've certainly been pleasantly surprised at how much I've laughed at a few of the episodes. Like This episode was so funny to me. I, I was okay on this episode. There were some complicated parts of it. Yes. But, and there were some bad parts of it. Yes. But I thought it was actually very fine, but Michael and I watched it and last, of course we watched it. We're talking about it, but we watched it last night and I, I was surprised at how much we were laughing, but also there were moments where we were laughing and we were like, oh, that's wrong. 
That's more. yeah. Oh yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also, I, 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 we need to have another conversation with the person who makes the thumbnails for these episodes yeah. oh. because B Arthur was pictured in the thumbnail. And even, like even though I knew B Arthur was not in this episode, I still, for a brief second before I played it, my heart went, oh, and then I and then I was disappointed because I was like, oh yeah, that's right. B was only in the the two parter. Um, we need to talk about the people doing the thumbnails. We need to talk about the thumbnails. I, I try to do it like we I mean we don't talk about Bruno, but it didn't work out. It just sort of was me singing a song about the thumbnails, um, which means we should get to the episode because I've clearly gone around the bend. Yes, let's take a quick break and then let's dive right in. We'll be right back. this episode i'm excited for it because i found it to be very very funny but i do have some things that i think are kind of wild in it yeah i was like there i was fine with this episode i i appreciate anytime the writers are giving us an insight into roland and chewy's lives you know i i enjoyed chewy's story um you know where we learned that his, you know, best friend was the one who uh, slept with his wife and how that gave them a complicated, you know, friendship and relationship yeah. in addition to the fact that Chewie had gone through a divorce. I like that we're sort of seeing, you know, a bit yeah. of Roland. We see vulnerability in Roland. I appreciate all of that, but, I, and, you know, Don Cheadle and um, Chewie, what's his, what's his, I'm blanking on the Cheech Marin. Cheech Marin, thank you. Cheech Marin, they're wonderful actors, wonderful entertainers, but in this era of their lives, they were purely arm candy for Blanche, Rose, and Sophia. And so diving deep into their characters without the girls necessarily being actively involved, I don't care. Like, I, I appreciate it. At the end of the day, everybody's here to see the girls. Yes. So I, I, did, I do find myself not zoning out during their storylines certainly not i'm paying attention but i do get more excited when the women come on screen yeah um so to, yes to, yes and this the start of this episode starts with a, a, it sets up a rolling storyline yes it does set up a rolling storyline um so he is, we'll get to the DJs in a second, but Roland is nervous because his parents are coming to visit. He thinks his dad has bad news to tell him because, because he always calls him Roly. Yeah. Um, and, and he calls him Roly when he makes, you know, when he breaks bad news to him, like when he told him he was being cut from the little league team. Um, but this time he thinks his dog Taffy is dead and that's what they're coming to tell we him. A, we had a great Rose moment when... <laughs> Rose couldn't quite figure out that it was the dog had just lived 14 years. Yeah, he goes, um, you know, we've had her for over 14 years. And Rose goes, so what did you think she died of? And he's like, she was a smoker, Rose. I thought that was a great joke. I love that. Yeah, I do like that they let Rose, uh, Roland kind of be a part of the girls, sort of the Dorothy moment, if you will. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, it was such a Dorothy moment. And then Rose goes, sarcasm, Roly. Maybe that's why daddy didn't want you on the team. Oh, <laughs> so good. It. It's so good. It's so Narky good. Rose is so good. Um, I remember when my mom, this is a very, very quick story. My mom sat me down to tell me that my cat died when I was like seven um, I was playing in my friend's backyard. They had just cut down all these trees and we were playing on the logs 
And she sat me down and she gave me a symphony white chocolate candy bar. And mm -hmm. I knew she had some bad news to break to me. And now this was a cat. This was my cat. He'd already been hit by a car once and he lived and we had to like, he had to heal in like a box, like literally a big cardboard box because it couldn't move his legs or something. And, uh, and then he got hit by a car again and he died because our cats would be outside during the day. Yeah, and my yeah, yeah. cat just like, like to wander into traffic. Um, so I just remember very vividly, like being in the backyard, climbing in the logs. So I feel like as a parent, and now that I am a parent, having to break the news of a dear, dear pet dying, especially because, you know, pets are yeah. our families or members of our family. It really is a big deal. So I was not surprised that they were going to fly to tell him that. I wish my mother was like that because she used the death of my hamster as a means of teaching me how to be a better pet owner um, because I clearly was a horrible pet owner. We, we left for Christmas one year uh, to visit my aunt and both my, my hamster and my little brother's hamster. I had Waldo, he had Mickey, they got out and I didn't notice, neither CJ nor I, that's my little brother, CJ, noticed that the hamsters had gotten out. Um, it, by the time we got back, most of January, probably into February. And at one point I went to my mom and I was like, where's Waldo? <laughs> Insert laugh. And, and she was like, oh, you're, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Waldo froze to death because you left the cage door open over. And she didn't say this at first. She said you left the cage door open and he tried to burrow himself outside of the back, like non-insulated room in the back of our house at the time. And both he and Mickey froze to death trying to get like bite their way out. But my mom was like, and that was over Christmas. And it's whatever date it was, like weeks later. <laughs> it's like, oh, oops. Those are two very wildly different childhood experiences. So yeah, you were a better pet owner than I was. I'm a great pet owner now. Frasier is my world. Yes, you are a great, you are a great, a great uh, parent to Frazier. Absolutely. I've seen the way you two, you two are in love. I, I really are. He's you two are meant for each other. Although he likes Michael better now. So whatever. <laughs> well, that, that also happens. Yeah. Um, so uh, a little while later, his parents show up. Um, they're played by Bruce A. Young, who you might know from Risky Business, Basic Instinct, and Janet Dubois, who is a Broadway performer. Well, and also you might know her from Good Times. Or or you might know her as the writer and singer of Moving On Up to the East Side from the Jeffersons. Yes. She, she wrote and sang that, which is sort of incredible. Now, I have to ask you, were you struck immediately by the disparity in ages between Roland and his two parents? Well, I, I, and I instantly Michael and I were like, wait, I wasn't until I went on the IMDb page for the episode. And it said really? that the actor who played his dad was only seven years older than him. And yeah. And, and, and then Janae was, Oh, Janae. Yeah. Janae, Janae not Janet. Thank Janae you. Janae was 20 years older than, than um, her husband on the show, which means then <laughs> Janae married a seven. I know none of it makes sense. None of it can make sense. The the ages make sense, but they intentionally made this man older in a very bad sort of like almost Saturday Night Live way of making a younger person older. You know what I mean? Like I if I it, it stood out to me immediately that it was like this guy's young. 
Was there like fake gray, like in his like, facial was, hair? Or? There definitely was fake facial hair, I think. And, oh. and and his voice, he put the actor put on this sort of like, I'm an old man of wisdom voice. I I've lived my life and now I will teach you lessons. Like it was very not a normal voice. Mm, and it was it was immediately I was like. What is up with this? What's going I on? I mean, here? in a world where B. Arthur was no older than Estelle Getty, I mean, yeah, maybe I didn't. I just there's didn't a even... big difference between because <laughs> at least Estelle Getty was, you know, she was dramatically shorter than B. Arthur. She looked older. She they made her look older than than B. Arthur, and I don't know. You could believe it visually. It was it was believable. Whereas this, I was like, was an actor of an appropriate age just not available? Like, is this a friend of somebody's? Maybe they just they really enjoyed him. I apologize. I am not in a dentist chair right now. The noises don't, that don't are coming. It. We really don't hear. It. I mean, Great. we heard we heard a crash a minute ago, which I assumed was just Stan upstairs you know, taking a computer to the wall, but yeah, that's how he plays with the baby in a yeah. very <laughs> yeah. safe way like that. The baby's um, nap time procedure is a WWE Smackdown. Yes. Yeah. And... He takes chair. Yep. <laughs> but no, we don't really hear it. Don't worry about it. I'll let you know if it gets bad. Um, but yeah, no, the, the differences in ages really threw me, not for the mother, the mother was appropriate aged, but the, but Janae was, but, mm-hmm. but I, the dad was just, it just felt wrong. Yeah, I it, I weirdly I weirdly didn't yeah I didn't notice it until you you sort of brought it we to haven't light. Haven't been in love for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that I mean that's what they're there to announce. He obviously thinks it's about Taffy, and they announce that they're getting divorced, um, and that you know the marriage has been over for years. It's time to stop pretending. You know maybe they were kind of doing a stay together for the kids kind of way, but obviously Roland is an adult, and they were like, why are we continuing to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, which and is then there's not this, uncommon for, right. for marriages, you know. And then there's, a, I think, a great funny moment where Roland is clearly upset. And he's like, basically like, you guys didn't even, you know, foam the runway by saying like, you know, sit down, son. You kind of just threw this at me. You know, I thought you guys came here to tell me that Taffy died. And his dad goes, sit down, son. <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh, funny. so, t- and so now, I mean, now that, I mean, he's breaking double bad news. Um so that's sort of the start of the Roland story. And now one thing we have found, so with our other story of this episode is that a lot of times with storylines about like, specifically about the business of the hotel, it's either they're so slow and they need to drum up business or like, like they've got too much business and they don't have enough rooms. Like it's, it's always one or the other. Um, so right now they're in a slump. And uh, so they've got two of Miami's most popular radio disc jockeys, Bill and Milton, who are going to do a live show from the hotel, which is like kind of an interesting idea. It it is. It's a great idea for a storyline, especially to have guest stars like like the two guest stars that they got. But uh, for a moment, I was like, Enrique Mas, Enrique Mas, like I was hoping for Enrique Mas. I, I mean, that ship has, that ship has, I mean, miles, obviously, but any, any other opportunities, remember there was the, what, like the second episode where, um, you know, there was a talk show. And I mean, even though we didn't see the talk show or the host, I was like, that would have been the perfect opportunity for Enrique Mas. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, yeah that would have been, right. I know I miss that actor. That would have been nice. Um, yeah. So, but the two DJs, Bill and Milton are played by uh, Tim Conway and Harvey Corman, who Legend. are both performers on the Carol Burnett show. They did a more than perform. characters more than performers. They, 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 so, I mean, Harvey Corman like has a, has a Emmy's like record that he broke or something like they're legendary people, legendary actors who there's a great bloopers scene. I think it was a bloopers of, um, of, of Tim Conway and, or Tom, is it Tom? It's Tim, uh, Conway. Tim Conway, Tim Conway and Harvey Corman and Harvey's in a dentist chair and Tim plays the dentist. And it's supposed to be a bit where he's trying to numb Harvey's like mouth or whatever, but he keeps missing Harvey's mouth and he keeps giving the Tim as the dentist keeps giving himself a shot. So like his arm goes numb and then his leg goes numb. And it's just like this ridiculous five minutes. It's, it's, totally worth it to check out it's so so funny very funny physical comedy bits very very funny and harvey was always sort of the straight man and he that he was also on um uh mama's family one of my favorite shows but he, he was always sort of the straight man to tim's sort of like absurd ridiculous and it was like impossible for, I, I watch all these documentaries on carol burnett show because it's such a good variety show that we just don't have on television anymore like variety shows like that you know that were star driven but yet they allowed themselves to be silly and absurd and crazy. And and Tim was just sort of like the craziest of all of them. So mm -hmm. funny, so, so funny. I can't remember if, I don't know if they got an applause break when they walked in. I believe they did. did I mean, there's, there's a great, well, I mean, the tag was nothing at the end of this episode, but there's a great bit at the end where Tim's doing sort of a water bit and you could tell the audience is just like in his hand. Like, yeah, I mean, the, that was the first time that, I've seen a tag, at least on Golden Girls or Golden Palace, where it wasn't a written tag. It was just a blooper. It oh, they was... did it before on Golden Girls. It was um, it was the episode where Sophia's talking about, or she's having Rose write her will. And at the end of the episode, they show the or Estelle Getty doing sort of a blooper reel of, you know, I leave Dorothy nothing. <laughs> and it's like a funny blooper bit at the end. Oh, of it. But it didn't happen fun. often, I but that. I think it happened at least that once. Okay. All right. Good. Look at, see, you have a great memory. No. Um, so uh, Bill and Milton are uh, known for their radio bit, practical jokes yeah. for incredibly stupid people, which is, yeah, it's, it's, it's pranks. So mean. So mean. And I know, and um, they don't do it anymore, I guess. But Sophia, who is, you know, Sophia loves to pull pranks on people. Yeah. Uh, we saw it when she did it with um, Rose, when she pretended to be inhabited by the spirit of Rose's dead husband, Charlie, after she ate the melon in the fridge. <laughs> like Rose loves to play mean prank, or sorry, Sophia loves to play mean pranks on people she's mm -hmm. she is she's a i think dorothy at one point calls her like a vindictive little monkey like that's exactly who she is gnome. or no i think well yeah monkey and gnome i think over the years yeah they've called her everything um yeah. so you know they don't do that bit anymore and sophia's like you know that's a shame because i have the perfect victim and out walks rose from the elevator carrying laundry bags and there's just this great physical runner with rose throughout the episode where 
she comes out with laundry bags. There are laundry bags that are still inside the elevator, but before she can turn around to grab them, the elevator door closed and she goes, no, 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 no. And she <laughs> runs up the stairs to catch up with the elevator. And she of course misses it and then has to run all the way back down. And it's so funny. <laughs> it's so random and funny, but it says everything you need to know about this situation. Mm -hmm. yeah. So of course, Rose is going to be the victim of a prank. Yeah. Um, so now we get to the actual live broadcast where Bill and Milton are oh. interviewing Blanche and all I wrote is, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, here's, here's the thing about it. Yes. No, 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 no. Very much so. Because the joke was at the expense of, of, you know, transgendered people in general using language that is largely outdated today. And in, asking uh, questions about like yes, about, yeah. physicalities. Ew, it's just... Yes. I mean, it wasn't right then, let's say that now, but it also, you know, there is sort of a hindsight of it was a different era. The culture was very different in terms of the language that we used around these things. There wasn't much sensitivity around these things, even on the Golden Girls and or and Golden Palace. And if you break away the offensive language and direction in which the joke went, I will say it was very well written the comedy mm -hmm. and it was and the jokes and the tags and the 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 ability that they allowed sort of the three of them you know Rue McClanahan Harvey and Tim to volley off of each other was really I mean it's like a master class of sort of great comedic actors sort of doing a back and forth bit that unfortunately was a very insensitive and you know poorly used language bit yeah yeah you put you put you put it perfectly um, so, uh, so they're doing the live broadcast. It's time for audience participation. And, um, they're like, you know, we need, we need somebody from the audience. And, you know, Sophia's like, uh, you know, Rose, you should raise your hand. And Rose is like, no way. I don't want to. Yeah. And until they mentioned smart enough to know not to, yeah, she's smart enough to know not to until they mentioned that the prize, if you win this game, they're going to play is that you get three magic beans. Yeah. And that entices Rose. And <laughs> I forgot where this story was going. I was hoping it would go one way, but in my notes, I kept writing, Oh no, they're back to doing like roses too dumb but yeah. then, of course, at the end, Rose isn't the. It becomes. Rose's there end. is a funny bit. I think it's towards the end of this scene where, of course, they they stick to the line. You know, the whole offensive trans line of jokes that they did. Um, but <laughs> Blanche does. Blanche does have a funny response to them inferring that she, you know, is not who she, who she says she is, and then she yells out, "There must be somebody out there who slept with me," which is just like to prove offensively prove that she is who she says she is i mean it i laughed so hard even though i was like this is a wrong scene this is a bad scene but blanche doing that is so in character and so perfect and then rose raises her hand which is yeah. also so in character <laughs> because for rose it's like well we've slept in the same bed yes i mean it's just and that's what i mean in that mm -hmm. like you know the 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 execution of it was wrong they use the catalyst for it is wrong very very wrong but the, the execution of the language of how they use the bit and they set up the jokes and the interaction between the characters is so funny. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. it was, it was funny. Um, so, uh, so Rose gets selected to be the audience member to participate in a game. Yeah. And uh, so, so here's, here's the deal of the game. 
Um, Milt is going to submerge himself in a giant tank of water and he won't be freed until Rose can answer three correct questions about farm trivia. Something she should know. Something she should know. And she does know a lot about farm trivia. Yeah. So the thing about Milt getting into that tank, the man is wearing khakis, sneakers, a heavy knit sweater. I was like, one, I hate the feeling of wet clothes on my body, but, but that's going to be so heavy. Yeah. And stinky too. If it was wool, oh, there's nothing worse than I remember being in New York city, walking home and starting to rain and wearing a wool sweater. And that smell. Mm, I didn't, I wasn't aware of the smell, but there is a the smell, smell huh? with wool and wet. And, mm. I don't know. It's something strange. Yeah. So, um, so he's asking her questions about like, also, why um, is he wearing a sweater in Miami? I'm sorry. Never mind. Go on. I don't know. It gets cool in the evenings. Sure. Um, so, uh, so he's asking her questions about like, you know, what's the thing on a farm, a tractor or whatever. And then he asks like 50 things that, um, that farmers plant and she's, she's naming a lot of things. And the, 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 the humor is that, you know, as you know, there's this tension of, of Milt being in the tank this whole time. So, you know, if Rose answers a question and he's, you know, and he says like, sorry, what was it that you said? Like he's, you know, he, Bill's clearly trying to draw it out to make yeah. Rose even, you know, panic even more. Um, and I was actually wondering just watching it, um, watching Milton, the tank, how they shot this because he is actually submerged in a tank. But yeah. if you look at the top of the tank, um, there's like a piece of the tank that's kind of like a box, like, and as, um, after he first gets submerged and Bill takes Rose and starts to walk away with her as they start going over the trivia, you can see Milt kind of lift himself up. So his head yeah. is out of the water, um, but the audience can't see his head because it's blocked by a piece of the tank. My father-in-law's a magician. I'm just, I'm, I was curious to know how they did it. <laughs> um, that's a I conversation a for also, another day. There was also a lot of like different shots put together because I, I mean at that point oh yeah uh, yeah was in well that's why they six, yeah seven. yeah that's why they walked away so yeah. that they could have a, a double shot on just a two shot on on rose yeah. and bill and then they would just cut to uh milt every now and again like holding up the sign that says hurry and it was funny it was a very it was funny like, it felt very like but i also liked billion stage show rose didn't go in sort of the dumb person direction. In fact, there was one point she was like, who cares? Get him out of the water. Like it was like, it was a real human reaction from Rose. Well, yeah, he goes like, you just, just have faith. What's more important than faith? And she's like, air. <laughs> um, very also, smart, very astute of her. Can we talk about how amazing Rose looked in that brown wrap dress? Oh, yeah. She doesn't wear brown much. No. That's an amazing color on her. You got a smoking little bod there. She good. She yeah. good. She's doing fine. So anyway, the long of it is Milt drowns, but not really, obviously, yada, yeah. yada. Yeah. Um, and Rose looks absolutely uh, terrified. Devastated. Yeah. devastated. And Bill's got this funny thing where he's acting devastated. And they're like, oh, he's dead. And the doctor like climbs up, pronounces him dead. And he goes, Rose and Island killed my partner. And now listen to Rick James singing Super Freak. Um, and Rose, poor Rose, she's so oh, upset. No. She's like, I'm a bad, stupid girl. And she runs off crying. 
Oh, and um, and then and, and Chew, you know, Chewie is, you know, part of this story. He's witnessed all of this. And, um, you know, Sophia's laughing and and he's like, that, you know, that was so mean. You know, Rose is probably in the lobby right now, you know, crying her eyes out. And so Sophia heads off in that direction because that would be funnier to watch Rose crying. Um, Which is so evil, but so perfect. It's so Sophia. Um, so later that night, Chewie and Sophia are hanging out in the kitchen. I think he's like making a sandwich or a salad. Yeah. I don't know. And he's like, you know, you're mean because you're jealous of Rose. Now you need to get in there and you got to tell her the truth. Um, but Sophia, of course she doesn't want to, because she still thinks it's funny, even though Rose yeah. is clearly like very upset. Um, and Rose comes down and she's says that now her life is dedicated to preserving life. And she's got a moth in her hand. Yeah. And she goes to the door and she goes fly free and then zap. and then zap and then she runs out crying again and then Sophia and Chewie after Rose goes out crying have the greatest exchange and we have to play it well she's two for two <laughs> all right that's it either you tell her or I'll tell her okay okay I thought this kind of practical joke would make me laugh, but it hasn't. It's affected me in ways I didn't think possible. Yeah, it's made you feel ashamed, hasn't it? No, it excited me sexually. <laughs> Sophia? I'm as shocked as you are. I, I did love... not expect those words to come out of her mouth, and I loved it. I love a slutty Sophia. I love a slutty Sophia. I feel I... like it's a song. Slutty Sophia. It ma- that, I, I was... I was shocked i laughed so hard it's so good and it's um, i mean it does set up speaking of slut it sets up queen slut blanche to be the marriage counselor between mm-hmm. uh roland's parents yep and she, you know she thinks that she can help because she admits that her and george went through marriage counseling once yeah. um it's quite a revelation for her mm-hmm. you know because she was so i wouldn't say adverse to counseling but she was so adverse to anything ever being wrong between her and George. And then now she's, you know, really kind of opening up. And so, yeah, Blanche sits down with them and Roland and Roland is like, not really into the idea at first until the dad, the dad's like, well, I'll just live with Roland until we figure this out. And he's like, no, Blanche, you can help. Um, Which would that mean his dad would move into his hotel room with him? I know it's, and also where's the kid? I know. Where where's Oliver? Hashtag. Where's Oliver? You guys? Here. Where is Oliver? Hashtag. Where's Oliver? Yeah. We um, need to create someone out there. Someone out there, please, if you're listening, create a a milk carton and put Oliver's face on it because it it does that needs to be an image from this season. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Where is Oliver? Where are you, kiddo? Um, hopefully, just in his room doing his homework the whole time. Um, sure. So it turns out. Uh, in this scene, it turns out like Roland's parents, they have a lot to unpack. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're admitting they have problems in the bedroom and she's upset because he has friends over to watch sports all the time and she's not passionate enough and she lost their life savings gambling. And like, I mean, Blanche had a funny line there about, <laughs> I mean, just her responses to these things by being uh, like, you lost all the money, you know, you were supposed to be good at whatever. And then Blanche is like, well, apparently not. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just so, there are so many fun moments of Blanche responding to these things. Yeah. I mean, there's even one moment where she's talking about like being intimate or whatever. And she gets into that deep Blanche voice, which I love. 
Oh my, it's so amazing. One of them is um, Roland's mother goes, how can I be more passionate in a room full of men? And Blanche goes, actually, and then Roland just cuts her off. But um, all the talk of also with gambling, they should really just put her in touch with Dorothy. Um, But all the talk about gambling makes Blanche recall some really fond memories of George. And I know we just played a clip, but we got to play another one because Blanche kills me here. Of course. Louise lost all of our life savings gambling. What? Wait a minute, nobody ever told me that. Mom, I had no idea you knew how to gamble. Well, apparently she doesn't. (laughs) You know, my husband and I used to play the horses. Well, I wouldn't gamble if you were to stay home on the weekends. Why? So I can listen to you nag about how I don't make enough money? We loved all those little riding crops and saddles. (laughs) Better a nagging woman than a man who can't control his tears. Even men have a change of life, Louise. Of course, we never actually made it to the track. (laughs) He was a lusty man. (laughs) Lusty, zesty man. (laughs) Lusty, zesty cowboy who liked to ride all night. It's just, I mean, it's just, please always give Blanche double entendres. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be about baking. It can be about horses. It can be about cowboy. It can be about anything. And she will make it amazing. I love it when Blanche get lost, get, when she gets lost in a dirty thought. Um, mm-hmm. Like remember when she on Golden Girls with all the king's hosts and all mm-hmm. the king's men, and she's clearly in her own world of sexual fantasies and not paying any attention to what's going on around her. And that's one of my favorite Blanchisms. I'm trying to think what in my life I'm like that. Cause we all have that. We all have that one thing that we get so lost in that someone could be talking to us and we're like, wait, what? You know what I mean? The Golden I, Girls? Is it, I don't think it's Golden Girls for me because Golden Girls is very communal in my sense. Like I tend mm. to text people or talk to people or watch with people. You know what I mean? Like it's very chatty. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that. That might be my golden takeaway today. The one thing that's like specific to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep thinking about it. Mm. Um, so finally, Roland's parents are like, you know, he obviously wants them to stay together. And they're kind of like, look, kiddo, we have way too many problems you know, it's just best for all of us if we move on. Um, Wait, so, you I know, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, you know, we're both children. I mean, your parents are divorced, correct? I think my, pa- my parents have not been together since I was like 16. They may still be legally married, but yeah, they're mm-hmm. not together. Got it. Yeah. My parents divorced very young and my dad's divorced many times over since then. And whenever I see adult children be upset about their parents separating, it's sad. It's upsetting for sure. 1000%. But I'm also like, I don't know. I'm also like, but at this point, my relationship with my mom is so like adult that I would just be like, well, do what's best for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I would, I would come at it not from like a selfish sort of, because I don't really need anything from her other than love at this point. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't know if anything. I, I hear you. I get where you're coming from where, yeah, you're in a place where you can say, you can understand. I just want my parents to be happy. And if it's not yeah. with each other, then fine. I think though, like if you are, and I, you know, I don't speak from experience because again, my parents haven't been together for a very long time, but you know, and, and we see even with Roland, he kind of like regresses back to that, to being yeah. a child when he's like yeah. you and mommy or, 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 you know, splitting up or whatever, like um, you know, I, I can see how even as an adult where, you know, you've 
whether you feel like you've modeled your own relationships or marriage after your parents, or I, I can see just for a plethora of reasons why as an adult, it would be, it could be really upsetting and, and almost even as upsetting as when you're a child. I think it's just like, what kind of emotional capacity do you have to deal with it at the age you're at? Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so, yeah. um, I get that. so, but, but Roland is, you know, not Rolando is, is, you know, he's going to be mature about it. And he's like, you know what, I'm, I am going to get used to this. Um, I, I will accept it. And he's like, you know, at least you're not marrying new people. And those both parents go sit down, son, which <laughs> is a very funny runner, but like, oh man, like poor. poor yeah. Roland. Also, it also felt like they didn't know how to end the story with, with Roland and, the, and they didn't know how to use, I mean, I feel kind of bad because like, I mean, Janae's an icon. Like Janae's amazing. She was incredible on on so many different things. Um, that I kind of feel like again, it sort of was like it's like with Tootie. It was sort of like you could have used her better. These are great people. These are great actors. I and I think what's tough is that you know, and especially with this episode, they already had two guest stars who yeah. were Big taking guest. up a lot of real estate. Yeah. So, you know, it was actually, it, it's actually really interesting that both stories had yeah. two pretty big guest stars so in them. So many extras in this episode, so much um, new sets even, like. So, you know, and I think maybe, again, like this one was, I enjoyed this episode. I've been enjoying all of them, but it, I didn't like it nearly as much as I think the Miles We Hardly Knew You and Just a Gigolo are still, and obviously when Dorothy returns, are yeah. my, still the ones that kind of stand out for me. Yeah. Um. But um, so back to uh, Sophia and Rose, um, yeah. she's going to come clean to Rose and, and she's like, you know, Rose, I have something to tell you. And Rose goes, don't tell me the beans aren't magic. <laughs> and then Rose hams this up. Oh, I, I love, I love this. So Milton now appears at the front door. The lobby's kind of dark and it's set up to look a little spooky. Yeah. And he's pretending, he's like holding a lantern and he's pretending to sort of be a, you know, a drowned ghost. Yeah. And it's he says- It's very like Christmas Carol. Yeah. Yes. And he's yeah. like, in life, you were my murderer. In death, I'm yours. And then he chases Rose into the office and the door slams. And the next thing you hear are a series of gunshots, which again, I was like, I was like, oh, oh gosh, oh gosh, just <laughs> was not expecting that. And also, I was immediately, yeah, like, take, I was immediately yeah. taken back to, you broke my vase. I was immediately taken to, where did they get a gun? <laughs> like, where, and also, where do they get, I mean, unless they're using real well, bullets and I they're shooting a wall. No, I think that Milton Bill probably oh, had a prop yes. gun that probably. they gave her. Now, I thought that, you know, I would have assumed that Rose was still traumatized from the time that she almost shot Lester. Yeah. So the fact that Rose could even pick up a, a toy gun again, I mean, I guess she was She's able to work aim. through that. She's got, I, the, um, the first thing that popped into my head after she quote unquote killed him was, uh, was that Rose often doesn't kill people with guns. She kills people in bed. She remember that time where she was murdering all these people having sex with them? Yes. If she really wanted to kill him, she just should have slept with them. If she wanted to actually kill him, which obviously we know that she didn't want to actually kill him. Um, yeah. But it's so great. So she comes out of the room and 
you know, she's like panting and leaning against the door. And Sophia's like, oh my, like, what have you done? And Rose goes, it's over. I sent him back to hell where he belongs. <laughs> and Sophia is freaking out. I mean, so and- Estelle Getty's acting here is so good. It is yeah. like drama. It was great. And she's like, no, no, you don't understand. He wasn't a ghost. It was a joke. And Rose goes, you took the words right out of my mouth. And then all the lights come on and Milt and Bill and Blanche, everybody emerges because Sophia was the victim of the practical joke. And uh, the reveal is just like Dorothy's, I killed Trudy party and then slept with her husband, but didn't sleep with her husband. Yeah. Um, So Sophia finally... Rose finally gets back at Sophia for pretending to be her dead husband. And I love seeing Rose get her due. You know what I mean? Like, I love see Rose sort of like win. I loved it. I I loved it. I loved it. I was like, sorry, Sophia, that's what you get. Yeah. Um, And And then then Sophia fakes having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. This poor woman, this, well, no, I'm jumping ahead. I'm sorry. The Blanche gets a date with Harvey Corman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When they, they call back to that horrible joke about, you know, proving that she's not actually transgendered, which is not a funny joke. But um, it is funny how Blanche responds to it because she turns the tables and she's like, she's like, works every time. <laughs> yeah, because he says, uh, you know, why don't you prove it to me or something? Or And, yeah, and she says, well, gross. why don't you take me to dinner and I'll, you know, and I'll prove it to you. And he's like, works every time. And then she's like, works And I can time. see Blanche using this as a means to get free dinner slash dates. Like I can, I can actually see Blanche doing this. So mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was very on character. Yeah. And yeah. then now Estelle or Sophia has her fake heart attack. And this poor woman she's in her at that point 70s 80s well the the characters in her 80s and pushing 90 and she's doing a a a, a pratfall she does she does a pratfall it's a i think it's a very gentle pratfall behind the couch i'm sure they had really tall like exercise mats so that she didn't have to go down that far but she does she does oh. a pratfall that is a committed actor that yeah. is some valerie cherish i've got a rod in my back i'm gonna wear a cupcake suit and still fall backwards yes um kind of moment um so so yeah, she pretends to have a heart attack, falls behind the couch. Nobody buys it. They all leave laughing. Now, did you notice that Rose was missing a shoe? Yeah, what was that? I don't know. I feel like in the midst of everything, uh, Betty White's heel came off, but they just kept going. And then that was the take that they used. Um, again, wild to me. you know why? Because she is a professional actor. And when your shoe falls off, even if it's a heel, you pretend like it's on your foot and you act like the shoe is on your foot as that's you our exit Betty. the scene. That's how that's how professional Betty White was, you guys. R.I.P. Gone too soon. Uh, um, and no. then uh, and then Sophia gets up and she's like, well, they didn't buy it. And then but then Sophia thinks she really hurt her hip, which. Yeah. That's what happens when you when you yeah. cry heart attack. You really but hurt I mean, yourself and nobody's there to help you. Worth it for the joke. <laughs> and then the tag of this episode, like we said, was was Tim Conway being Tim Conway. What I loved about it was uh, the actor was struggling getting out of the tank, pulling himself up because of all the weight that- the, Which, like the, I said, the yeah. wardrobe they put him in, yeah, that's those are heavy clothes. Put the man in a t-shirt. Yeah, something. But so the actor was- being himself physically struggling he finally gets out he gets an applause and and then 
when he comes down and he like he decides to jump in again just for a laugh just to get just to get the even though he struggled to get out of that tank he wanted to jump in to get the laugh from the audience again which is just like so perfect he, that it really shows what kind of character actor he is yeah that's a comedian that's a yeah. doing anything for the laugh you know what i mean yeah for sure for sure and that was the episode that was the episode it was you know like i said it wasn't wasn't my favorite but it was it was they are all enjoyable yeah so good so good should we come back with our golden takeaways yes Oh, I think I figured out. Well, let's, okay, golden takeaway is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Carrie, what is your golden takeaway? Um, this is, I'm gonna sound like kind of a party pooper here, but can we stop with practical jokes? <laughs> yeah, I don't like practical jokes. They're like, fun. That's it, that's my takeaway. I just, the... I some not everybody some people are like who are the butt of a practical joke I feel like some people are going to be like oh hi yeah no that's I'm okay with you having a laugh at my expense but the thing about practical jokes is that the victim is almost always unsuspecting and you don't know what's going on in that person's life where if you play a practical joke on them it might have some really bad unintended consequences that you don't think about so like can we just cool it with practical jokes and instead just like, I don't know, like listen to reggae. Yeah. Reggae. <laughs> or as Ramona Singer on Housewives would say, reggae. Reggae? <laughs> I don't, I've never watched. I know, you but know anyone, this. anyone who listens, who watches Housewives will know that moment. It is, it's very funny. All right, what's um, your golden takeaway? My golden takeaway is, I think I figured out what my distractible thing is and i tend to be very distracted by reality tv to the point where i'll be so engrossed in a reality tv moment like a housewives moment or something and someone will come into the room will say something to me and i'll just be like what like i won't know what's going on because i'm so invested in whatever's it's i don't know what it, i think it's my brain needing a vacation and it just lets itself go Mm, yeah yeah that's my that's golden a, takeaway yeah you pinpointed that's my, it that's my thing that's my All thing right. everyone this has been a blast h allen as always i love you this is fun uh thank you guys all so much for listening and uh be sure to tune in next week when we watch camp town races aren't nearly as fun as they used to be this one's a conversation starter is it i'm so excited to watch i, mm -hmm. I don't recall the episode and i cannot wait to watch um, so also, guys, if you would please follow us on the socials, you can also listen to us on Hoo Ha Ha, where, you know, we're on everything. You can go to them and listen on the app or on the television, the app, the Apple TV app that they have all kinds of great ways to listen to the podcast. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Golden Girls Pod, Instagram on Adeline and I official Facebook Golden Girls Pod. And I am H. Allen Scott and Sadie Pines on everything. And I'm Squidzy on Instagram, Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. And if y'all have a minute, rate and review us wherever you get the podcast. Yeah, it's a super helpful thing to do. We love it. Very helpful. Yeah. And 
as always, guys, remember, remember stay, stay golden. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I've missed I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm.